Yingling. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. If you're a veteran and you're struggling or feel like you are leading a path towards the darkness, stop and think about those who are around you. Think about how they truly value you, how they will miss you. You are not alone. You need to talk to someone. Someone will listen to you. If you feel like you'll be a burden to someone or feel embarrassed to talk to your inner circle or your friends and family, call the hotline at 988 and press option one. Don't make a permanent solution to a temporary problem. If you're a new listener, thanks for joining us. Please subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast apps. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at the underscore Misfit Nation. It's the underscore Misfit Nation. Subscribe and click the bell. This will keep you up to date with our latest news, episodes, and of course, the stories of our guests. Speaking of which, our next guest founded the Haber Institute, it's P-A-B-R Institute, with the mission to provide pain, stress, and anxiety relief to those who seek naturalistic form of treatments when other treatment methods have fallen short. Her unique approach comes from her experience treating in a variety of settings with a wide range of patient populations over the past 12 years. Her background in orthopedic sports, geriatrics, balance disorders, nerve injuries, and most recently, chronic pain, and influences from coursework at the Postural Restoration Institute gave her the foundation to develop this treatment method and to address a wide variety of painful and restrictive conditions. So without further ado, Let's welcome Dr. Amy Novotny to the Misfit Nation. Welcome, Amy. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on, Rich. It's a pleasure and an honor to be here. Thank you. It is great that we were able to connect. And of course, I had to, uh, I think, postpone our last meeting because of issues. But uh, we're, we're, we're able to come together now uh, through this world of the Internet and get this thing going. And uh, a lot of the things that you uh, work on will help a lot of the those in our listener our listenership here, our audience that deal with pain from service or pain from being our first responder or just pain from getting old. Because you know, a lot of people get old and pain starts to set in and it it's hard to deal with it without being told to take medicine. And I love the naturalistic approach that you speak about. And then I just talked about in the introduction. So that's, that's going to be a key issue here. And I'd like for you to just to expand upon your introduction and go back as far as you want to go and bring us to where we are now. Sure. So I started my career in looking at physical therapy and helping people in the rehab world in that way. Worked with many vets, many, you know, athletes, just random injuries and all that. And I realized you could help people on a surface level doing physical therapy, you know, working on their joints, working on their muscles, but there's a lot of internal work that was missing. And we know that the nervous system contributes to muscles functioning a certain way, which causes your bones to be held a certain way. So if we look at how our bones are being held, and if there's some pingement of tissues, like our bones are bone on bone in that, well, our muscles control that and our nerves control the muscles. And the way I kind of discovered this is I was training for the Boston Marathon. I was trying to qualify for the Boston Marathon. I was running eight miles of eight miles at a time on a treadmill in an hour, three times a week. And initially, before I kind of stumbled on this, I had the typical runner's aches and pains, you know, d- different, you know, things going down the leg, all that stuff. And I realized that when I changed how I held my body, 
and I changed how I breathed, I could get myself out of pain just like that. And I could get off that treadmill after eight miles of running and have no pain, stop stretching, stop foam rolling, stop scraping, stop doing all the things I used to teach people. And so it took a while, took years and years of studying this and working on myself and other people to come up with this process where we're working to calm down that fight or flight nervous system. And I know many of your listeners, especially veterans, you have been taught a certain way to hold yourself, chest out, shoulders back, suck up your gut, like a military posture. Well, that posture is a fight or flight posture. And that contributes to our body tightening up. So often I tell people, pain does not mean it has to be there just because you're older or aging. It's often a result of our stresses. And so that kind of gives you a little bit of snippet of like how I got to where I am. It really came from, I, I wanted to get myself out of pain. I didn't see what I was trained in wasn't covering it all. It wasn't helping people in chronic pain. And that's a, you said you ran eight miles on a treadmill uh, three mm -hmm. times a week. That's, that's painful. Just thinking about the treadmill. I have to, I can do a few miles on a treadmill, but I'd love to be outside. I guess there's some people that can do everything on the treadmill and then go outside and crush a marathon. I mean, I was never that person. I had to do almost everything outside in, in rain, cold, everything to try to make it just so I had more pain, I guess, to do it with all the other stuff. So do you still train like that for marathons or have you stopped marathoning? I know it says ultra marathon are on your bio now. Yeah. So I, um, I kind of took some time off. I, the last one I did was in 2020, right before the pandemic started. And the past couple of years, I've just been working on growing my business and a lot of races shut down, um, during that time. So I know they're starting back up and, um, I haven't started racing yet again, maybe next year. I have some projects on the line with my business, so I'm focusing on those, but I still run four to five to six miles a day. And I just do it every day just to keep up a baseline level and make sure I'm pain-free and loose and strong, all, all of that. Nice. nice. Yeah. So you, I know uh, in the intro, I talked about the breath work. Mm -hmm. uh, we are, like you said, military, you kind of taught to do things one way, one way only, and always do the same things. We were never taught uh, breath work. Can you explain a little more how breath work will actually help you relieve the pain? Sure, absolutely. So there are different types of breath work out there. There's different types that look at the rhythm of how you breathe. You breathe in for four seconds, you hold for four seconds, you blow out for four seconds, hold for four seconds. So that's box breathing. There's a lot of different types. So the type of breathing that I teach is we want to look at the mechanics of how you breathe. If we can support the diaphragm, which is the organ that's supposed to be there for using, you know, for getting air in, if we can support that more and get that to be more efficient, it stimulates a nerve to help calm you down. When it stimulates that nerve to calm your body down, it releases a lot of that stress tension. When that stress tension releases, it releases its hold on a lot of your bones and your joints. Sometimes you're not even aware of this tension in your body because your body has just been in stress mode for so long that your brain turns off those sensations. So when we start messing with the way that you breathe and changing it more into kind of like a childlike state where everything just releases, 
you can start to feel that you regain mobility, you regain mo flexibility. You often start to sense and feel muscles that you couldn't feel before. And that does take some practice. So, and it comes from, we have to change the way you hold your rib cage because that impacts your breathing mechanics. So when you're in a typical military posture, chest out, shoulders back, suck up your gut, that's going to make your breathing more shallow in fight or flight mode and more rapid if you're trying to get air in. So we wanna go basically the reverse of that where we help the rib cage drop down so that your body releases tension, but it also supports the diaphragm because the ribs need to come down down and in to help support the diaphragm so your breathing relaxes you, releases you, and calms you. It's outstanding. And yeah. Most people like like me who did a whole career, it takes a lot to rewire our thinking and, uh, and get it right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I know in the beginning I said that uh, a lot of people associate pain with age or pain with many, many years in military. Yeah. It, why is uh, is that like almost a myth in the, the pain world that you have to have pain when you're old? Yeah. So and the reason I say that is so much of pain is a result of tissues butting up against each other. When you have some kind of abnor abnormal butting up or we call it impingement, you get pain. You get some kind of inflammation, you get pain because the space that was once there is not there. And so things are hitting up against each other. So if we can alter how the bones are positioned that is causing that impingement, and if we say, okay, the muscles are going to change the way the bones are oriented, so now there's a space there, that's going to help you get rid of pain. So, okay, how do we get the muscles to behave differently? Well, we have to change that nervous system, that fight-or-flight nervous system that's continually telling the muscles to behave this way without our awareness. So it's different than like if I have a bottle of water and I lift up a bottle of water and you can see my bicep muscle working and I can put the bottle down and the biceps go soft. That's voluntary. I can do that. But if there, if, if all of a sudden I smell smoke and there's a fire in the house, my body's going to tense up. That's the type of tension that I'm talking about where it happens without our awareness. So we can work on releasing that tension, even if it's built up over the decades, years, all the, we can work on that to help that muscle tension decrease. So the bones can start to regain, the joints start to regain space because the bones start shifting because the muscles release them. So once we can do that, that's when pain can decrease. And that's why, I can work with someone who's 80 years old. We can get them out of pain that was attributed to arthritis 20 years prior. And I say arthritis doesn't mean pain. Arthritis is a degeneration of cartilage. And people typically blame pain on arthritis. But that's not really the cause of pain. It's your muscles are holding your bones in a position where now tissues are butting up against each other. So you just took my next question with the arthritis. Gosh, <laughs> it's like you read my mind there on the yeah. arthritis. So how how does stress influence pain? So I mean, a lot of people are under a lot of stress these days with you know worrying about the economy, worrying about what's going to happen next with the if a pandemic's coming back or what they're how they're going to do tomorrow. Stress can build up. Can that cause pain, and how can we reduce that? 
Absolutely. So when we experience this stress, there's a lot of different types of stress. You can have work stress, financial stress, family stress, kids, parents, pandemic stress. So there's a lot of different types of stressors that we experience on a daily basis. Now, those stressors add up throughout the day. And with each stressor, your body changes slightly. Your physiology changes, your anatomy changes. And what happens, we typically think of our cortisol levels, that's a, a hormone in us that goes up with stress. Your adrenaline goes up with stress and you can feel like when you're on edge. So with those hormonal changes, there's also the physiological muscles that, con that contract. And so with these changes, if, you, if you're holding your body in a position that's kind of closed off, which that military posture typically is, you're very rigid in that posture, you have muscles that are acting without your awareness on that posture. And so then you go to bend over and you're very stiff and you can't and your body basically fights it. And if you're unfortunate, you twist just in the right way and you might slip a disc or herniated disc or pinch a nerve and you have a problem. And it's because your body's muscles don't know how to relax to allow that motion that is needed. So your brain says, okay, I'm going to perform this motion. And the body says, okay, I'm going to do whatever my brain says, no matter if I'm using the correct muscles or not. And so what happens then is all of those little stressors that are from that day cause your body to tighten up and behave in a way that's not conducive for every motion that you're trying to get it to do. So that's how your stress can create pain. And sometimes if your body is slightly off position, you could just have a big stressor and you could just be sitting here and all of a sudden you develop pain because the muscles tighten up and the bones were already just really close to each other or the tissues that are were just close to each other. And so they just, because the muscles tense up because of that stressor, you develop pain. But I typically see it when you wake up the next morning. That's when people typically see a pain show up. It's because they've been moving around all day long. They may have that, that stressor, but at least they're moving around. And then they go and lie down, fall asleep and they're stationary or semi-stationary for most of the night. And while they're stationary, their nervous system is still ramped up because they're stressed because they didn't release that tension. And so the muscles keep contracting more and more and more. So then when you wake up in the morning, you go to move and you're like, oh, I can't move. And where did that pain come from? Oh my gosh, my back or my knee, my hip, my shoulder. And you're like, I, just, I can't move it. And there's this pain. Where'd that come from? I didn't get injured two days ago. I didn't get injured yesterday. Why do I have this pain? Well, it's your muscles responded to the stress. They pulled on you all night long and now you wake up in pain. And so if the stress has been chronic enough, your body has changed enough, that pain can become chronic and it can be really hard to get rid of unless you have someone to guide you out of that state. So does that, does that help? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Trying to explain it without going into too much medical terminology. And losing me. And yeah. so you said it, you explained it on a level I can understand. So I'm sure the audience can also understand it, which is perfect because yeah. if you use big words, it, it goes a little haywire yeah. in here. 
So uh, you, we talked about how stress can influence pain and how the body at rest can also become painful when you wake up in the morning. Mm -hmm. Your emotions lead to pain as well? Yeah, they can. Because if you think about different emotions that we have, and usually it's typically the negative emotions. Positive emotions usually don't cause pain because we're usually pretty exuberant and um, we can be a little bit more relaxed when we're happy. But when you have some type of negative emotion, whether it's anger or grief or sorrow or shame, those set off part of that fight or flight nervous system and our body starts to guard. So there are areas where we guard specifically in our armpits at our breastbone and at the top, but also the bottom of the breastbone kind of where our ribs come together. And then in the front of our hips by the groin area, those are area where we guard ourselves and we can often store emotions in those areas and then we don't know how to let go of that. And it's, it's often, it's, it's quite powerful when you start to relax those areas and feel them free up. It can often lead to an emotional response where someone might be crying, someone might be releasing, tend, you know, there's a lot that can go into it. So I, I warn people that when we do some of the work, that when you start to feel your body release some of the tension in certain areas, you might have an emotional response. You might be taken back to a certain time in your past, but it can be very rewarding to feel that release and to go through and to release something you've held on to for a long time. Definitely, definitely will. And we've talked about the way of uh, using breathing techniques and such and how, where pain comes from. If someone comes out of a say an orthopedic surgery, say an athlete comes out of it, they have a they get injured in the game, they have orthopedic surgery. How do you work with them to manage that that pain and those expectations that they have to relieve that pain? Yeah, so if someone's coming out of surgery, um, we want to work on calming them down as much as possible. So after a surgery, people are typically in some type of pain. They're usually on pain medications, but a lot of the the positioning of their rib cage and their body is usually in a fight or flight position. So if we can get them to calm down and to relax as quickly as possible, the pain then can start to decrease. So obviously there's always work on, Hey, do we need to work on the swelling to decrease some of the pressure from all the fluid buildup, but for surgery pain and for restoring motion, we can get the nervous system to relax. So you can start to, learn how to use a body part again. There's ways though that even before surgery, you can avoid it to help you get out of a surgery so you don't have to actually have one. So if, and it does take a lot of work, but if you can get the nervous system to release the muscles that are causing the need for surgery, then you can often avoid having surgery. And I've done this with many people who are going in for hip replacements, knee replacements, um, rotator cuff surgeries, knee surgeries, back surgeries, things like that. But it does take some time. It's not a quick turnaround because we have to unwind a lot of what was going on in the years prior to when you start having pain. Very good, very good. I know when I got had my surgery, I was in Afghanistan and I had no guidance when I came out of it. Yeah. So I, I worked on it on my own uh, three o'clock in the morning. I'd go on a treadmill to try to just walk out the injury, walk out with the surgery 
And that's the only way I was able to get the, I guess, the tissue to start moving on its own again instead of just kind of clumping up on my knee. And if I had guidance, it probably would have healed a lot quicker and a lot prettier than it looks now. But it, yeah. it still works now because I, I pushed myself. And I'm sure that's what a lot of people just do if they don't have someone like you to help them. They try to find methods to make it work. Yeah, the human body is extremely resourceful and it wants to heal. It really, really does. And it will put a lot of effort into healing. Obviously, there has to be some motivation behind the person to regain the motion, the strength, the mobility. But in, in your case, luckily, you able you were able to get your knee functioning again so you can still participate in life. Um, there's still hope, even if your surgery has been 20 years, there is still hope for if you don't have full motion or full strength, there's still work that you can be doing to help that. If you can get that nervous system to calm down, to allow things to go back to kind of their normal functioning again. Awesome. And I wish I had someone like you in my corner when I came out of surgery. <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> yeah. So if you can give tips to people, three tips to someone that is going through a lot of what they're having pain right now, three tips to get them to start moving away from the pain without having to rely on medication, what would that be? Yeah. So a couple things. Um, the first thing is start watching your body position. See how much you try to, you try to suck your gut in. And I would say, start letting your belly hang out so that your rib cage can drop down. So your back can release. So that would be one thing I would say. Two, when you're sitting in a chair, sit all the way back in the chair. If you can get rid of the lumbar support, sit all the way back, let your low back relax into the chair and make sure your knees are at the height of the, that crease where your hip is so that your body can be supported by the chair. And then the last thing I would say is start working on your breathing mechanics. When you exhale, you want to blow out and your belly should be spilling out, not sucking in. When you suck your belly in as you blow out, you're locking yourself up and you're telling your body, nope, I can't relax as I exhale. So we're working to shift that. Awesome. That's three, three easy tips. Anyone can uh, work on that. Uh, hopefully you wrote those down guys and gals and uh, it helps you as you move forward. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Amy, how does someone get in contact with you if they want to use you uh, as a consultant and for their pain or to go through anything you go through, any of your courses and such? Yeah. So you can go to my website, paberinstitute.com, P-A-B-R institute.com. And on there, I have a description of my courses or one-on-one -on -one work. And um, anytime someone wants to work with me, I do ask that, that we do a discovery call to make sure it's the correct fit for them that they're on board, they're ready to make some changes. And that just helps us make sure it's a successful um, partnership as we go through the programs. Awesome, and the website is uh, going across the bottom of the screen now. If you check it out, it'll also be in the show notes. Uh, Dr. Amy, thank you for taking some of your time tonight to share your, your tips and tricks to alleviate pain with the Misfit Nation. I really appreciate being here. Thank you so much, Rich, and thank you all for listening. All right, thanks for checking us out and being a part of the Misfit Nation. Don't forget to visit our website at themisfitnation.com. It's themisfitnation.com. Catch up on all our episodes and also get some of that Misfit Nation gear. And as always, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling.
because we are the Misfit Nation.